Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of the book of Ephesians. Consider some of the background so that when we get to the passage in Ephesians, it will be abundantly clear. Jesus' final post-resurrection appearance is recorded in Acts chapter 1. He told the apostles not to leave Jerusalem until a certain spectacular promise was fulfilled. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he discusses the fulfillment of that promise and its subsequent benefits in today's slice of this week's message entitled, You Have Been Brought Near. While Paul is still explaining about our riches in Christ, our new life in Him, what God has done for us, he describes the unity of Jew and Gentile in the body of Christ. You see how God started doing it long before He had willing participants? He, he, he made it happen, if you will. Uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 was not a command. It was a statement of what God was going to do, and He did. So as we're back in Ephesians, this is all about explaining who we are, And there's something unique about our passage this morning. Today we finally come to a command. I don't know there's any reason you would have noticed this, but from the beginning of Ephesians to chapter 2 verse, through chapter 2 verse 10, there's not one single imperative, not one single command, you should do this, you must do this, I order you to do this. Well, as a matter of fact, there is a command in in chapter 2 verse 11, and it turns out to be the only command in the first three chapters of Ephesians, because the first three chapters are all about our position in Christ. The reason this is a command is it's a command to remember something. Remember that you used to be separated from God, especially we who are Gentile believers. Now again, keep it in perspective. This is the writing of Paul. He is speaking as a Jewish Christian to a church that is predominantly Gentile. Every place he went, he would always go first to his Jewish brethren, preach the gospel, then he'd go to the Gentiles, bring those groups together, whoever had believed, and the church would grow, Jew and Gentile, one in Christ. So, In this passage, he is addressing those of us who are Gentiles. The church in Ephesus, uh, from very shortly after its beginning, was predominantly Gentile. So, numerically, he's mainly writing to Gentiles. And by the way, you know what a Gentile is, anyone not born Jewish. If you're not Jewish by birth, you are a Gentile. I don't think we have any non-Gentiles in our fellowship. We might. Um, This is to us. Now, all that stuff that I began with about the timelessness of the truth of God's Word, about how it transcends continents and centuries and, and, and cultures and conflicts and differences of opinion and, and even languages, that was all to make the point that this passage 
is going to have profound applications for us in our current world. And I can't wait to get to it. So I'm coming back next week. I can't wait to hear what I say about this. But let's just, let's just set the stage. Look at the beginning of this. You have been brought near, is the word, and it's going to describe in two verses our former position and in one verse our new position. Our former position. Remember now, the Apostle Paul writing to Gentile brethren. Therefore, remember, there's the one command, remember. Remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So through Jewish believing eyes, and in light of what he has said about salvation by grace through faith, Paul orders us to realize six problems that have been overcome for us by Christ. Six problems of unsaved Gentiles. This is what we were before Christ came into our lives. I'll just rattle them off today. We may need to circle back a little bit in coming weeks. Number one, we were without respect. The uncircumcision was regarded with disgust by the circumcision. That's just a fancy way of saying, Jews hated you. You were totally disrespected by the chosen people of God. And circumcision had become a point of pride and boasting to the Jews in general. That's why Paul makes a point of it's done by human hands. He's emphasizing that circumcision is merely external, that that's just a symbol. And his way of describing the complete transformation of a person's life brought about by Christ is just the opposite. It's not done with hands. It's by the power of God. Then he says, we were without Christ. Now, the Jews messed up as their whole system was before Jesus came. At least they were looking for a Messiah. The Gentiles were just probing around in the, in the darkness with all sorts of gods and ideas and philosophies, but they were without a Messiah or even the hope of a Messiah. Thirdly, he says, we were without a spiritual state. He says, you were excluded, that means kept out from the commonwealth. That's the Greek word politeia, which means political structure. We get our word politics from it. That was a big deal. Uh, Being part of the nation that God chose, that was another point of pride for the Jews. And he's saying, you didn't have any part of that. You had no claim to it. Gentiles lack citizenship among the chosen people of God. That's why Colossians chapter 4 is, or chapter 1 rather, is so huge. You were transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of His dear Son. You've been given a citizenship now. Then he says, um, without a spiritual state, and we were without a promise. It says, strangers to the covenants of promise. That's referring to all the reiterations and elaborations of the basic Abrahamic covenant of the Old Testament. You didn't have any of all that stuff. We have it as our heritage. You didn't, and guess what? God has made us one in Christ. Number five, we were without hope. 
Hope that same word we've seen several times early in Ephesians. It means our, our settled confidence and assurance of a secure future with God. We didn't have that apart from Christ. And number six, he just summarizes that we were without God in the world. Now, Gentiles have lots of gods, but they were separated and completely without the one true God. My friends, apart from Christ, we Gentiles, well, our former position was not good. Now, here's a sneak preview of where we're going, our new position, verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. What a great contrast. Remember how we started in chapter 2, verse 1? And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, but God, verse 5, made you alive. Here's another one just like that. But now, in Christ Jesus, you formerly were far off, but you have been brought near. You now come into the fellowship. You now come into the, the, the very presence of God, if you will, without dying and going to be with Him. Now, that's as far as we're going to get today, but I want to give you a spoiler for next week and beyond. That fresh application of this passage that I alluded to is the obvious fact that it is the gospel of Jesus Christ and only the gospel of Jesus Christ which is the true solution to the racism that is rampant in our world. There are big problems out there. There are people defining other people by how much melanin they have or don't have, defining people by their ethnicity, defining people by their country of origin or by by their ancestors' country of origin. There was a sentence in there somewhere, and it was meant to be in English. You know what I meant. This is a big, big Deal. And by the way, there is a brand new religion now being promoted to churches, and it has a name. It's called anti-racism. I'm not kidding you. We'll see more about that in the coming weeks. All of it needs to come under the authority of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come back next week to see more of how and why it works And I want to help you understand why lesser solutions, well-intended as they may be, perhaps able to gain a little ground here and there, they won't work. Only the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace truly brings people together. So you know what? The problems are awful. The answers are myriad and all but one of them is wrong. And you... And I have the right one because we've been brought near by the blood of Christ. Father, thank You that we've been brought near to You by the blood of Christ. Thank You that we've been brought near to our Jewish brethren through the centuries and around the world by the blood of Christ. Put that message on our hearts, we pray. Make sure that we understand that all of those human-made partitions are torn down in Christ.
have your way with us to the spreading of the gospel, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.